I call upon the spirit box. Who is there? in a spirit box. Trapped! 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 No, this is a podcast. Help! Oh no! Oh, awkward! Let us... Awkward in now! I get... Oddity! Christmas special! Welcome to Against All Oddities. We have a, a special Christmas special episode. Yeah, we've gotten into the habit of making the Christmas episode just different from the rest of the year. And this year is no exception. And we're taking a This American Life approach to it as Chris and Nate and Nate's wife, Mary, are walking around their house. And Mary is talking about her paranormal experiences with a ghost of the same name, also Mary in this uh in the house and this episode talks about her experiences and mary's history and her family and um so yeah it's like a, it's like a special episode in a sense because unlike just the three of us bantering for an hour uh we're kind of doing a field recording this is not something we're going to keep doing so because i know we just did that halloween episode that was heavily field recording um especially since season six is going to be starting in january which is kind of wild and so we have a lot of cool episodes coming up but for now to, to wrap up this year we thought for the christmas special we'd bring it back home literally to nate's home and we'll we're gonna talk about it what what do we need to know i mean i guess we're just gonna listen to this right i mean what are you guys thoughts yeah we're gonna listen to it and then chime in and help direct the listener after a couple of segments and um uh just let them take what they choose to from the stories they're about to hear in a field recording styled uh experience and, and just kind of like a biography. I mean, I think the biography that we've kind of, were Mary mainly, has dug up about Mary, um, old, not alive Mary, <laughs> is very interesting. And so we have a little bit of a story. Yeah, plus, it, just to, to reiterate on this, we didn't know any of this when we bought the house. All of this yeah. stuff came, kind of came about, you know, mm-hmm. as we researched it. And uh, it's interesting that uh, uh, the original Mary Christensen had the house built later mary uh ford, ford died in the house and then now mary carol is uh living in the house living the the, Live, the, the living other the, <laughs> living, living that dream living, <laughs> living that ashland dream. dream yeah that's uh it's real it's really it's a great story and it's hard you know i think we'll we'll put on the uh the website which i know if you're listening to this podcast on your various podcasting uh forums or whatever the spotify's or the apple podcast or whatever but if you go to our website dwarfview.com we'll put a couple photos up a couple of the a couple historic photos of the house that nate and mary dug up and a photo of um, mary's death certificate which we go into um at great length in this interview so if you are listening you don't have any visuals for this episode on youtube but you can follow along with a little bit of a very small slideshow at dwarfview.com if you go to the podcast page you'll see this episode with some images uh that's d-o-r-f-y-o-u.com dwarfview.com and just so we don't interrupt the listener experience is uh the the riddler 
of this episode is to email wizard at dorfu.com what you think you hear in the EVP uh, sound that will be played later in the episode. And or spirit box. We, we do like a very brief couple EVP questions. We also do a very brief uh, spirit box session because it sounds cool. I'm youngest brother, Tim. I'm middle brother, Chris. Nate. And this is Against All Oddities. Welcome to the Christmas special 2022. So <clears throat> we're at the house. We're walking up. I don't know. What is this? Like a 200 yard? <laughs> 600 feet. So what is that? 200 yards <laughs> about. Uh, um, two football fields. We're walking up an old driveway to this house that was built in the 1760s. Uh, on my left and right are, well, Mary, Nate, and two dogs, but also um cedar trees look at that house i mean it's an amazing house I mean, the stars are out, which is nice. You can definitely see a lot of stuff. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's something about property like this that's this old that I really feel like time travel, you know? Yeah. All right, let's walk up this brick path between these um, box boxwoods towards the front door. Classic, what's it called? A Dutch door? Like the yeah. top and lower Makes me think of Mr. Ed for some reason, or the or farm door, where. Yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> Does not serve as much of a purpose now. <laughs> it's nice in the. Well, I just love that the handle is at like five feet off the ground. Yeah. So now we're entering the house. So we are now. Standing in the hallway where it is believed that Mary Ford was shot um, with the hope of finding more information. Right, the dream that I had in this dream, I was her, I wasn't me, and but it was odd because I was this other woman and I was totally different like I had different thought processes and all this it was amazing yeah. so I was right where we're standing and I was her and it was after a party and she was sweeping stuff like bits of paper it was like a ripped up letter or something like that and she was sweeping it into a dustpan right here and in the hall, on the hall floor in the hall floor and then like that disappeared but she was like 
kind of pawing at the floor like the the letter had gone under the floor and she wanted to get it again. And then I had, I had just, it was just like the biggest shock to my head and I fell over and I realized that I had been shot in the head and then blood was spilling out and I could see the blood coming out from under my head. But she, it was as if whatever that ripped up lever, letter was is actually under the floor and she was trying to tell me that. And what's amazing is you told Nate that in classic Against All Oddities fashion, Nate took a camera yeah. and you shoved it under the floorboard and you guys saw something, right? Or Very what was the story? I saw a bottle. It was like a, a short. This is under the floorboard of the hallway where, where you're we, standing at the where we're standing currently and where we believe Mary was shot. Right. I saw a jet. It was like an old jelly jar, like a short little jam jar that was 1940s style. It was very like that old and it was very dusty and had a few spider webs on it and I'm looking through the camera and I was like, oh my gosh. Just to clarify, this is not Mary's dream. This is actual what happened after the dream. <laughs> Mary had a dream that she saw something under the floorboard. Nate got a camera. Mary shoved it under the floor through the basement side. And sure enough, under the floorboard was a jar. Right. So I was standing up on this chair to try to reach up there and maneuver and the scope around it's kind of like a camera on a long um like gooseneck right and you can shove it every which way and see what you need to see so there was this jar and i was trying to get a better angle of it so i could see it better i mean i could see details there was like an embossed um letter like the letter a i think it was on it and so i know what i saw so i got off of the chair to get it skate the chair about a foot so i can get a better look at it and i get back up on the chair and it's gone and i spent a half an hour looking for it it was gone 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 it was like it was never there and i didn't hear it tumbling down as if it had fallen yeah. nothing like that happened it was just there and then it wasn't so i don't know what to make of that i mean that's that's crazy <laughs> like, you had a dream that there's a thing under the floor turns out there was a thing under the floor right where you thought she had been killed All right, we're going to take a break from listening to this. And uh, the only reason why we're taking a break is we need to for editing purposes. Uh, and it, But maybe we could also take this moment to uh, shout out to our fellow independent podcasters. I, you know what? I wanted to shout out to uh, What Magic Is This? Just because it's such a great show. And um, I, I feel like Tim was tweeting with Douglas Batchelor <laughs> and I, I was like like we're big fans uh anyway I have um many times actually oh really he's very yeah. responsive I was like he responded <laughs> I'd like to shout a shout out to the neat cast for having us on two two of their um Christmas Christmas rants yeah their rants episode that was a lot of fun yeah that was fun to do um and then recently we were also featured on Dustin can read and watch 
uh he just went through all of my so-called life broke it down with k oh really against uh from fuck my work life what was that awesome paranormal magazine that may have yeah uh that was a that brought up what magic is this somehow ranked oh, yeah. like seventh and we ranked third on this top 10 list of the month or something he was six and so that's what we were talking about with Douglas <laughs> yeah. Bachelor. And, uh, uh, but that's it's like we are Dracula 2000 to what magic is this being like Bram Stoker's Dracula that's what I was saying we, <laughs> we listened to him and look up to him and we uh yeah, but thanks to anyone who was on paranormaltmag.com and voted for us. We appreciate it. We somehow made it top three out of ten top paranormal podcasts. Mm. We'll take it. All right. I feel like we've distracted our listeners long enough. We go back to this where we we now return to the basement and or the upstairs, uh, depending on where we edit the linearity of this interview. Uh, but uh, stick around. We'll be We'll be back. Testing, testing, testing. All right, we are here in Nate and Mary's basement kitchen by the crackling fire. There's a couple dogs drooling on the floor, so you might hear them. But we're going to be talking about the ghost of the house and the very um, kind of curious story that is unraveling uh, in real time about Mary Ford. So maybe for this first part, we'll just have you Mary, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mary. I'm the wife of Nate. You might remember Mary from the wife's episode. <laughs> <laughs> can you start with the, the history of the house? Like uh, we did this before uh, in the ghost episode. But can you, so we're, we're sitting in the, the English basement of a farmhouse. Can you give us the uh, 32nd history of the house? Like what year was it built and what led to this couple buying the house yes this house was built in 17 anywhere from 1750 to 80 we think um we do not have an, an exact date which is unfortunate but but also shows you how old the house is yes, <laughs> so, this know, house... they have a sign out front that says uh circa 1760 so, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the house belonged to a family, the woman that built it came from England and she had her brother and her brother was disabled in some way. And But we don't know. She, yeah, we don't know what happened with him, but the two of them lived here and had a farm. And once she was aging, I guess, and she left or after she died, she left the property to someone that worked here and his name was Lumpkin and the Lumpkin family owned this house for a hundred years. They, we have the deed upstairs that uh, uh, William, was it William Lumpkin? The first yes. one bought in uh, 1782 for 242 British pounds bought the, yeah. the farm. Yeah. yeah. Which was probably a and it was, piece of property. Yeah, it which was, was actually 242 acres. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same, same with the thing. house, with the house. The Lumpkin family owned the house in, for a hundred years. So in around 1930 was the last Lumpkin that lived here and they moved out. And a couple people, or no, one person bought the house and lived here briefly. And then this couple, Mary Ford Christian and Mortimer, her husband, moved in. His name is Mortimer? His name is Mortimer 
Christian. <laughs> What's his middle name? Yeah, Heath? he definitely has a middle name. He's Heath? definitely a middle name guy. Heath? Heath. And Heath. Does he like toffee? Do you think she called him Morty? Mort? No, I, the guy <laughs> named Mortimer gets mad if you call him anything other than Exactly! <laughs> so, they, they moved in together. I think they got married around 1938. Can you talk about Mary Ford? Like, what's the story of Mary Ford? Yeah. Like, let's start from the beginning. Okay, she was born in Lexington, Virginia in 1902. Uh, actually, on July the Wait, 4th. Wait, we're, we're in Richmond, Virginia. We should have mentioned that. Where is Lexington in relationship to Richmond? It's about two hours west of here. Like, further into the mountains. Yes, it's in the mountains. And what year did you say? 1902, July 4th was her birth date. Um, not really sure what happened with her life until... She was living here, which would have been around probably 1940. Hey, what's a Lexington accent sound like? Yeah, you're, like, you're what, from there. You're close enough. Like, with a twang, say Mortimer. Why? So, <laughs> I want to I hear how Mary would say Mortimer. She grew up Mortimer. outside. Mortimer. Mortimer. I don't know. I don't. Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer. Mortimer. Where's them cows? Where's them cows? Okay. No, she's an, she's from a, a more sophisticated family, not the... Uh, yeah, that's true. If they bought this house back then. No, this house was run down, right? I won't like, continue, Mary, but the pictures that we have of this house in 1938 are completely decimated. It's not... I think you're being a little... Uh, it wasn't in it great comes... shape. There wasn't a porch on the front. And there had been prior to the 30s. So, like, some no things... No plumbing. Yeah. yeah, there was no plumbing. Some things were, yeah, it was... But, I mean, maybe there wasn't a lot of plumbing in the 30s in most houses. Uh, um, probably there were pl there was plumbing. There was an... In the 50s when they redid it, I know that they took out <clears> the... Because <throat> uh, when I was taking out the radiators there were radiate there was leftover radiator stuff so they, they would have had it and to give a picture of the house it's a brick colonial mm -hmm. so if you drive up we took the rotten shutters off which were added <laughs> in the at some point in the history of the house they weren't on it in the earlier pictures that the historic society gave us but if you drive up it's a, a, about a 600 foot driveway with uh, cedars on either side which were also planted in the 50s so originally, it's kind of a, a long country driveway getting there, but it's a, a, a brick house. And if, if you imagine like uh, an old brick colonial with a chimney on each side getting rained on for, you know, 300 <laughs> years, 200 years, yeah, 200 some years, like it's kind of worn as a well, well worn, like a good patina to the entire house. Yeah. But it's also beautiful and straight. And we had a historic Mason look at it. And he said it was in, in great shape for, for the age. Well, also, I mean, when you had the historic mason, they mentioned that all the all the bricks were made on the property, you know. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, how absolutely. They, make, they didn't ship bricks in. They made them with the clay that was naturally found in this Virginia soil. And that's, but I think that's really interesting in, like, as a maybe, like, psychic sort of way, which we can get into a little later. But, um, okay, so Mortimer and Mary Ford move here in the late 30s yeah so what do you um, know what happens to them um and then what happens to the house from what you can well they were married in the late 30s i think they moved here 
1940. Oh, 40. But she met Mortimer because he was enrolled at VMI. Mm-hmm. In, in Lexington. In Lexington, where her father was a professor, as I mm-hmm. said. That's sketchy, actually. I wonder, if, because we know there's some nefarious stuff going on, that, like, everything that happened with Mortimer was like, aha, another, another <laughs> piece yeah. of a sketchy puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like... If it, no to the listener, we don't like Mortimer so much. <laughs> uh, we're not sure about we're not, him. We, we're not so sure about this Mortimer character. But uh, anyway, uh, sorry, keep going. What, do you, what else have you found out? About well, he Mortimer fought in both World War One and Two. He was, I think, seventeen in World War One, and which would probably been before they met. I right, right. And then so he. While they were living in this house, he had been probably overseas during the Second World War. Mortimer had also been previously married. Oh, what happened in that marriage? I do not know. But they divorced in January of 1936, and he had... Took him two years. He had a son, which he named after himself. Of course. (laughs) Fucking Morty. And And a daughter named Jane. Morty Jr. was blinded and injured in World War II, and he died in 1978 with complications of alcoholism. Oh, interesting. Oh. But not here. This would have been another location. Correct. Not here. He would probably be, you know, he'd stay, he'd stay with his mother. So, so they lived here. How long did they live here? For six years. And then, so let's just say, we can talk about what happened when... They stop living here, and we'll we'll maybe come back to it. But okay. so so Mary dies on the property, correct? Correct. And what year did Mary die? Mary died in nineteen forty six. It was September twenty eighth, which is also her husband's fiftieth birthday. Womp womp womp. Yes. Yeah, so we do have some interesting information, but for the sake of narrative we're gonna work around it for now knowing that mary mary died of tragic circumstances on her husband's birthday um in the house yes (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't put enough of a question mark on that correct (laughs) not like i'm correct uh okay and so then the house changes hands quite a few times correct right like Okay, yes. So, I think two different people bought the house following that, um... Mid-40s. Yeah, for a brief brief amount of time. And then in 1954, this guy called Cromwell bought it, and he renovated the entire home. With his son. With his son. Oh, man, that's such a sketchy name, too. I was about to say, I was saying, what did Cromwell do? <laughs> right, Cromwell came he over. He renovated the house and brought light and energy into the space. It was like, oh, oh cool, Cromwell, cool. He's <laughs> actually alive and came by. He wrote a book and gave us a copy. So of Cromwell's Cromwell is cool. Who knew yeah. Cromwell was Cromwell cool? Cromwell is cool. I've never met a cool Cromwell. <laughs> uh, I've definitely never met a cool Mortimer. No, uh, I've never even met a Mortimer, but he's probably not cool when I do meet him. So, <laughs> so what happens at the house? Cromwell gets it. He, the the father and son duo, fix up the house. He renovates the house. He spends five years renovating it. On the fifth year, 
the county plops his high school down on top of him, like 400 feet away. Yeah, we're currently in this bucolic, amazing, kind of forgotten Virginia landscape that's 300 years old, also 400 feet away from a modern high school. <laughs> well, modern 1950s. Yeah, 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 modern enough that they are currently playing football next so, door with like a chain link fence between us and them. Yeah, it's terrible though, because he invested so much time and money, and really, when we bought the house... Everything was still what he had done in the 50s. Yeah. And it yeah, has, which was cool. Yeah, it like was. The but it hadn't been renovated whatsoever. And he, he really did everything, every little bit of the house. So he put so much work into it. And then it just got kind of pulled out from under him. And he moved. He sold it to the people that we bought it from in 1959. But we bought it from them in 2019. Um. So... We're going to get into Mary. This is a Mary episode because there's more to Mary's story, and it links up with our Mary, Mary who's talking with you. We have a double Mary episode for this Christmas special. Um, but I want to get into, so you buy this house in 2019, and it's old. It's like nearly 300 years old. It's in pretty bad shape because it hasn't been renovated since 1950, which was a tad bit back. Um, and so... You guys have some story from that, but I would I would like to think that, um, and if our listeners haven't figured it out yet, um, we're talking about the haunting of Mary Ford, and Mary Ford still um, sometimes works in and out of this house, and it's a really amazing story that we're going to slowly unwrap for you, but the, I want to talk about the time that you maybe first started becoming aware of Mary before you became, like, you just had all this geolo- genealogical information at hand for a reason. It's because you did a lot of research. So I'd love to hear about your experiences when you first moved into this house and maybe your sp- suspicions about some of its history. Okay. Well, we've all had several things happen to us. Um, something happened to my dad, something... What, what happened to your dad? Well, when we looked at the house, my dad happened to be here. Or this could have been when it was being inspected. My dad was here, and he came and looked at it. And he couldn't find anybody. All of a sudden, he was on the third floor and couldn't find anyone. Like humans. He was looking for, like, people. Like yes, correct. <laughs> All of us humans had gone down to the yard, apparently. So he was... He said something like, hello, where is everybody? And the bedroom door just slammed in front of him. And he's like, I'm getting out of here. (laughs) So he, like, ran downstairs and went outside and told us about what had happened to him. And then... Sorry, well, we're ignoring Mary because Nate is pouring glasses of absinthe because it makes it a spooky drink. So, <laughs> so we're, we're trying to, around this live recorder, pour absinthe and water and ice on Mary's, diligently telling her story that we are not paying her to do <laughs> on, a, on this Tuesday Chris's night. editing capability. Uh, we cannot edit overlapping sounds. However, it. You'll anyway, hear so your dad, your dad was here during an inspection. Door slams. Door so, slams. He runs outside. Obviously, you're buying a house that's 300 years old. You're going to have ghosts. We knew it. You knew it. But uh, I want to I hear more of the stories as you start narrowing down the identity of this ghost. I okay. feel like that is also kind of something that's happening. Well, some other ghosty things that happened once we started to work on the house. Nate had 
a door opened in front of him and it, like kind of opened up on his face and he just in the basement yeah well so it's an english basement we have a kitchen and a dining room initially in the basement because the, the house basement. didn't originally it's like a, a three it's like a two and a half story house so it's a like think about a sunken first floor or basement so there's stairs that come down to divide the staircases in the middle of the house comes down from the entryway you kind of walk up from the front door you go into the hallway stairs continue up or you go around and you go down the stairs and to the dining room and then walk into the kitchen and then there's a little pantry that was made underneath the staircase which has little crayon marks and other stuff in there uh, creepy. we'll get to that later <laughs> but anyway i walk in i did have a dehumidifier that they, they the people that owned it before us they did have dehumidifiers that they'd run when they were here and so i had dehumidifiers running i actually went and rented a bigger one because they took theirs with them so that's my science like out of ghosts right now is i did have a dehumidifier running but I'll tell you, I was walk. I was walking. You mean like the the the, I the de- debunking would be my like, debunking is uh, that, like if you push. I'm your glasses pre-debunking out, my next saying, statement because the door you know, shut because hey, of... you got to sleep at night, so I got to debunk myself. Yeah. So I did have a dehumidifier running, right? But I'm walking, and as my foot steps, like within one foot of the door, it pops out beyond fast, like boom, right, right in front of me, and I'm by myself. It's barely light outside because i was excited and got here early and working on the house i shut the door and go nope and shut the door and then yeah. keep on working and ignore the whole thing i love it like i feel like saying nope actually works <laughs> like i, I and they do in the movie say, they're like I'm not nope. gonna deal with it <laughs> <laughs> and i think there's actually real like there's real there's really something there if you're having ghost problems you're like no <laughs> no this isn't gonna work and i think there's actually something to it but uh, fast forward a year, Mary and Mary will get into the ghosty stuff. But like, Mary was with the dog. She was at her parents, and and I was like at eleven o'clock, having a snack in the kitchen, which is in the basement, right? At night. Yeah, at night yeah, on a Saturday. It's nice. the last night here, and I was like, snack. "Hey, ghosts! Now I've been here all week. Now's the time to get me. Come get me. You know, yeah, no one's I'm here. here I didn't. Nothing happened, right?" And uh, Mary later said she just left the room. But Mary later was like, yeah, they're probably all around you with their chain. <laughs> yeah. And you're not sensitive enough. So you just like went on, you like cracked up in a beer and got a bag of chips and went on yeah. your way. Well, I mean, also, clearly you are sensitive enough, but not when you are working a nine hour physical labor <laughs> yeah. day. I got like, there's like a, a real, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, there's this, like, I mean, I think that's a real thing, and, and off-topic as well, but that um, a lot of this stuff depends on your mental, like, where you're at. And that's why some people are, like, more open than others. It's like, that's bullshit. We're all equally open. Some people just don't have time for it. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and, 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 but at the same time, some people, like, refuse to let that open. But, like, um, so, yeah, that, that it's it, we're going to get into it as far as, obviously, we're, we're dancing around some information that uh, we'll get into because this is, after all, a Christmas special and also a mystery. And so we're just trying to set the stage for you here, like the, the location, which is the house, uh, the introduction of the ghost, which is Mary Ford, who's also, just to disambiguate further, Mary is here mm-hmm. talking. Mary is Mary Carol, living Mary, and dead Mary are going to be maybe... And Mary that DM built the house. and LM are going to come back in the, and, and are perhaps more connected 
um, than one would first uh, think. So Nate had that experience down here in the basement. Mary, what what kind of experiences? Mary waited till the, the everything was resolved mold wise. Yeah, the mold is now gone. We've cleansed with Hellfire. <laughs> you you've made your appearance, and the house is still needing a lot of work, and you're doing a lot of work. But like, what are your first kind of? I would say as you're a fairly sensitive person to this paranormal type stuff, as are uh, most of the people we talk to and us ourselves. Um, but what were your first reactions to the supernatural here, maybe the dead here? And I just think it's really telling information about the mystery that we're slowly unfolding in front of our listeners. Okay, yeah. So the first thing that I came into was the very first night we spent the night here we happened to be outside on the patio talking and just you know chit-chatting after a hard day's work and I happened to glance upstairs and I saw a woman walk across the hallway into what is now Ella my stepdaughter's room and there wasn't anybody else here, so... And you, you, like, immediately knew that? Like, or did you think, like, wait, who, who the hell just... For the very split second, I thought, who was that? And then I realized it, it wasn't... It can't be anybody. And it, was this your first night here, or, like, first... Very first night oh, here. Oh, that's fucked up. The very, <laughs> the very awesome. first night here, and... Um, what did she, she look like? Describe her. She had... She was thin. She was... Probably kind of tall, but not too tall. Um, everybody's taller than me, though. But she <laughs> she had long brown hair, dark brown that was, like, wavy, curly towards the bottom, but kind of straighter towards the top, and, a, like, a bluish, pale blue dress. And I could see, you know, waist up. <clears throat> so I thought it was a dress, the way it kind of hung loosely, sort of, that... Um, so she walked across the hallway and in front of the window, and I didn't see her face. It was mostly just the side, yeah, it's the back of her time. head. So that was the very first thing. As we were working on the house, there was a certain door that would always slam. It happened probably four or five times um, over the period of a month. Yeah. Um, and it was the door of the utility room, which is in between the kitchen. The basement, which is near where the door was slamming for Nate as well. well Right, in between the kitchen and the dining room. So that happened. Um, you know, one time our friend Dave and Care, our friends Dave and Care were here, and they heard the door slam. And Dave was curious and went around looking for. Dave uh, ran down the steps. He's like, "Nuh uh." Like he, evidence. he was gonna find out what caused the sound. He couldn't find because he didn't want it to be a ghost. He wanted. He, well, he, he wanted to the, prove it. He's a man of science. Yeah, he's he a man like, of science. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Dave. You guys know Dave. Yeah. Dave's a man of science. Like, uh, so Dave runs down to like see the. He runs we're telling the five stories. Standing on each other's shoulders, shutting the doors. <laughs> he uh, runs back upstairs and he says, "I found." Like two gallons of water dumped over the dining room table. What? I haven't and, heard that story. Yeah, and dripping off the side of the table and just pulling on the floor. What? So we That's go down, crazy. We go downstairs. There's no source of the water. Because well, there's no pipes over there. There's no pipes. If you dump something above, by the way, 
Like there's Nobody nothing... dumped anything. I understand but even that. If you did, it <laughs> well, the dining room actually, the dining room is sealed. But in the kitchen, if we were in the living room also, and I spilled a glass of water, there's a good possibility it's going to run down. Yeah, but this is in a different room. Furthermore, which is plastered, which is. But quick. a lot of water on the table is insane because you've been here a while. It's not like a new development. That room Furthermore, is plastered all the way. It's plastered. Yeah. Like it's solid on the. the That's thing. really creepy. I got up on the chair and felt the ceiling. It was, it was dry. burned dry. Yeah, of course it was. Water all over the floor. So I cleaned it up. Anyway, that's that. Another time I had been watching TV and, you know, every, pretty much every single day we're working hard on this house. And so at the end of each day, we're pretty worn out. But Nate's out of town again doing his work stuff. Yeah, poor work. He's not like on the lamb. Yeah, sorry <laughs> for work. <laughs> but um, so I'm here with my stepdaughter, Ella, and there's, she's. Looking down. How old is Ella at this time? At this time, she's 16. 16, 17. She's looking down at her lap and doing homework and writing in a notebook. And I'm watching TV. And suddenly, this orb appears. It's about 12 inches in diameter. Which is really big for an orb. It was huge. Yeah. And it looked like fire. Like, it was this super bright orange. And it... Got was darker. it in like a ball shape? It was, like, or it was I, a perfect circle, like cut out. Like, Don't touch real, it. With <laughs> very strong edges. And so I just thought, holy crap, I'm hallucinating. It's been yeah, a long day. Like, insane. what the yeah. hell is happening? And then it just, it hovered like five feet off of the floor. And it went across the room. And again, it looked like fire, like it faded. Like, it got darker on the far side and brighter on the front side. Did Ella see this? No, Ella's looking at her... Her notebook. Her notebook. And then... So it goes across the room from one corner to the other and disappears behind Ella in the corner. And so I'm just thinking I've lost my freaking mind. And then... <laughs> what I time think, of day is this? Like this is like... Eight or something? Eight or nine yeah. p.m. And then Ozzy the dog gets up and goes over to where the orb appeared and follows, and he sniffs the ground. Like the direct path. In the direct path where the orb went and where, where it disappeared, he just quit sniffing and laid down. And I was like, well, it's dog confirmed. <laughs> dog confirmation. DC. Uh, that's like a paranormal, yeah. like, uh, they call that a DC 10, <laughs> which is a level 10 dog confirmed confirmation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's crazy. I mean. And so a few other times while Nate was out of town, I would hear several times footsteps across my head yeah. in the attic in their human footsteps and i would always hear like eight or nine of them somebody walking across like i mean that's the thing that people don't always know like as someone who's also lived in haunted places and have heard ghost walking it sounds weird to say human footsteps but <laughs> you can tell like yeah, there's this, you can there tell. is just a clear difference in like a human gait and like right, weight right. versus a dog walking across the floor right. or like creepier things like like a human but with claws on their feet you know like <laughs> like you know like you can perceive a lot of information visually right. from just hearing it okay so uh right and one time it came so there's a staircase in our bathroom upstairs that goes up into the attic uh, yeah. it's got a door but one time the stair stairs the 
Sorry, the footsteps went across the attic above my head, and then they came down the steps into the bathroom, which I can... My door is wide open. I can hear everything. And then they just stopped, and I was like, Well, you're outside in the woods, so there's no, like, trolley outside, like, talking its horn. Like, it's quiet. It's quiet. (laughs) It's very quiet. And then... um, so things like that happened. There was also tapping on the window when I try to go to sleep, and we're on the second floor, yeah, so the exterior window, which is like a two and a half story floor, it's pretty high up. It's there. it's not like a normal second. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like you die if you fall, hide up. It's scary. <laughs> and there's no ledge or anything. Yeah. It's just like a brick, direct yeah. ninety degree. So floor. there would be a tapping, and I would turn the light on, and it would stop, and I'd turn the light off and try to go to bed, start up again. Turn the light on, it would stop. This kept happening like they were messing with me. And so that was another thing. And lastly, I was working downstairs in the hallway. I was painting the wall and just... In the hallway by the front door. By the front door, correct. So when you walk in the front door, it's a fun, like, old-timey double door. It's, like, split in half where you open the A top. farm door. Think classy. Like Think Lassie. Lassie. Like, or or Mr. Ed. Yeah, like, the top opens. Yeah. So you walk in, they have a nice, wide corridor foyer, foyer kind of thing. So, like, it's, like, 10 feet. And so you're working right. on that. Right, so it's a large hallway. Right. By the front door. And I'm in this hallway, which is in itself a really another room and so i'm just painting 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 and all of a sudden i'm just think it just comes into my head that someone's been shot right here in this spot and then i just thought mary that's silly like yeah but so flash just, like it was a, just yeah like a flash thought that I was, I felt certain that someone had been shot right there. And so I thought, okay, whatever. And I just ignored it. Year, a year probably goes by where we just sunk all of our time and money into renovating this house. And finally I get the time to sit down and look at the people that used to live here. I wanted to do... First of all, I wanted to do research on every single person that lived here and what their lives were like and just dig around as much as I could. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're living in this house, you right. work from home, so like you're here a lot. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're getting these flashes and of so like, much... information, like a woman upstairs, uh, um, a baby that someone was shot in the hallway. Right. So before you get to the information, like so, so the next section we're going to call it research. I wanted to interject because I too have maybe seen a ghost. Yes. So I was here. Yes. And um, was uh, so I was here. I forgot what holiday that it brought me. It was Christmas. It was like a Christmas, and so we were hanging out in the kitchen, and just luck of the draw, I was the only one. Like everyone had to leave. Like they got a phone call or something. Someone had to go do something somewhere else. And all of a sudden, I kind of sensed that someone walked down the stairs into the dining room. And so I look up from probably looking at my Instagram or some shit like that, like on my phone. (laughs) And I see very quickly a woman wearing a blue 19, like I said 1950s, but it probably was like more like 1940s dress, um, walk across 
from the stairway straight across the doorway and into the corner of the room. And I was to the point where I didn't even think I saw a ghost. Like there was no right, ghost. Right. Here. I was like, wait, who the fuck was that? Like, like, like I it's Christmas. So there's people who I don't always know that are coming here, like random friends and family are stopping by. But it was weird to me because I was like, who would wear a 1950s dress? Also, nothing's over there. There's like a wall and a bar. And so I was like, kind of like, hello. And I look, and so I walked to there and there's no one down there. And so I basically saw the flash of a woman wearing a 1940s dress walk. And I thought it was a real person. And, and I have a lot of ghost background, but I don't normally see this was middle of the day. Like this was like five o'clock not even like three o'clock in the afternoon during the day. I'm not even in a ghost <laughs> mood. I'm like, like hanging out, like talking about making dinner or something. And I saw this. Was uh, the dress blue? The dress was blue. That's what I thought. Brown hair. Brown hair, brown. but it was up. The brown hair was up. Oh, really? I didn't see her face, but I saw it like you profile. 1940, so it was kind of tighter on the top and then, and then went out, like yeah. cinched at the waist and then went out kind of like of the that style, like housewifey style. Um Can brown. I can I can I yeah, take interject. an interlude here? Yeah, interject. interject. Alright. <laughs> That's me fast forwarding in the years. So every year we have a party. And if our listeners, maybe you could an invite if you have the right. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Email us at wizard at torching.com. And you too may if be you, invited to if you want, o- October feast. Yeah, if you want to come to an October feast. At the, it gets all so, out of I like the party. But anyway, like, uh, so we have 10 acres and a farmhouse and awesome neighbors who have 30 acres over there. And so anyway. Every year we have an October feast. We're out in the middle of nowhere. I'm an extrovert. Mary's an introvert and an artist. So, you know, I like to have, I get one party a year. So I make, I make a <laughs> count. <laughs> I make a count. We're roasting pigs. We're, we're casting bells. We're See cooking every chickens. Halloween episode of the Gimps Hall <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. And we have camping areas. It's a sold ordeal. I'll do a haunted hayride for them. On a tractor. Quite literally. Well, yeah. well, yeah, a literal haunted hayride, but... But, but anyway, I'll let Mary was, I was giving the hayride because Harrison wasn't available. I was driving Harrison's driving tractor. I decided to jump on at the last second as they were pulling out. So you're just there with a bunch of little kids. A, bunch a lot of, kids. of little kids and parents. It's good to have it's like some adults there. <laughs> ten people probably in the back of this wagon. And we're just riding around the yard. And um, <clears throat> suddenly Pete and Victoria's daughter, Ginger, she's, I think, four four or five years old and she turns around and looks at me and looks right in my eyes and she goes i just saw a ghost and i was like really what did it look like and she's like she was blue is what she said i was like oh my god she looked at you and not her mom it's kind of like you understand me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean they just said yeah she's real sensitive and always knows when somebody's Okay, so we're gonna yeah, we're gonna backtrack that. some. So we now have when we we look, this is an old three hundred year old. We house. still haven't gotten to the murder yet. I know, I know. This is how much history there is. So, so just I just want to recap some. So long story short, Nate married by this three hundred year old house. Two hundred sixty year old house. Whatever. Close I'm gonna, just gonna up that to three hundred year old house, and and since you moved in here, are having ghosts. Things. Now, of course, there was going to be ghosts in a 300-year-old house. 
But what's kind of interesting is a couple things. One, uh, there is a sighting of a woman wearing a blue dress seen by three different people. Mary, on the first fucking night here. Uh, me, uh, a little later, and then even more later, a child verified. We have a floating fireball orb going across <laughs> the room. Dog verified. Door uh, opened on me second day we owned the I house. I mean, there's a lot of activity. And this type of activity um, would suggest a history. So, Mary started doing the history. So let's go into the history and what we found. Now, we're, we're up to 1950s. We're in 1950s. But, but, we're, but, but we stopped with the, the Mary that this whole episode yeah, so we have was like 1946. And, and we mentioned earlier, this is the story of two Marys. We have living Mary and dead Mary. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, oh, Chris, three Marys. The Mary that uh, commissioned the house in England was Mary. Right. There's a third Mary, we have a triple Mary situation. <laughs> What's Mary's here. last name? That Christensen. Christian. Yeah. These are both Mary Christians. Two Mary Christians. Yes. So the Mary Christian who commissioned the house in 1752, who we made the bell in yes. the hall. hall See, also episode. bell. So how is that not Halloween. freaking weird? Then there is a Mary who lived and died here, which we will get into shortly in, in the, the 40s. In the 1940s, and now. Mary Part Three, which oh, is now Chris, connecting the dots. We also, we're not even going to get this episode. You know, Mary. there's an Ella Lumpkin who who grew yeah. up in Ella's bedroom. That's interesting. We're going to that. So, I mean, I know you're sitting through some information here, but this is good. And we're going to now start this now new chapter of this story, which is Living Mary. Mary Farrell is about to embark on. The mystery that is the death of Mary Ford. Uh, tell us about your research, what led you there, what you found. You know, like, yeah. I mean, there's just some real trauma here. There's some real sad shit. And we're going to get into that. We're going to have, we're going to talk about psychics. We're going to talk about the dead trying to communicate. We're going to talk about murder. Okay. Just to paint a better picture for what we just heard, um, it's Nate and Mary's house. Mary used to live there and has created some phenomena. Now that you know a little bit about Mary's life and her husband Mortimer and his family, was he he's back from the war? Is he normal? Is he a good guy, a bad guy? What happened to Mary? So we're coming up. Uh, what we're going to hear about is her death. And then shortly after that, we're going to um, uh, take an attempt at a resolution with the, the mediums that got brought on board. So I was finally done. We were finally done with the major renovations and I could settle down a little and finally got to go to the county courthouse and look up the deed information of every single person that's in the house going back. So I wrote, went there, recorded it all, and I had it all written down and then um, left. And I wanted to know everything about everyone that ever lived here, just because I'm fascinated. It's such an old place. I don't know. I just felt like there were a lot of things that yeah, may have happened here. stories, you're... Right. And the more you research, the more you find, the more interesting it all. You know, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a rabbit hole. 
Right, exactly. So it was very fascinating, but the most fascinating couple that lived here, of course, were Mary and Mortimer. Yeah. The date holders of the house. Yeah. So I just basically got their names and the dates that they lived here, and I brought that information home, went on the Ancestry, and there's another place website like it, I forget what it's called, familysearch.org, I believe, and got all this information about each person that lived here. What kind of information? Like birth and death records and marriage certificates and family trees, obviously. So I found the death certificate. I was looking at everybody's. Obviously, I only chose the people that... Own the property. Own the property, right, but that have passed away. I didn't want to look into people that were living because that was a little too stalkery. But um, with Mary, I found her death certificate and it said that she had been shot in the house and it was written down, it was recorded first as a homicide, but it was scratched out and changed to suicide. And where like they- Record scratch needle. So you found her death certificate is typed out. It says that she was shot in the head. In the head with a in, pistol. Inside the house. Um, in 1946. In 1946. And where it said cause of death, it said homicide. And then with a hand, like a pen, it was scratched out. And right. it says suicide. And we have a picture of this on our Suicide. And it said that it had been redacted like three years or two years later so two years later they had changed that and that was just really so so it seems like the coroners had written that like was a suspicious homicide and then two years after the fact someone had basically crossed that out and in red ink yeah, no less in 1948. <laughs> yeah. WTF? Right. So it said pistol, pistol wound to head, and did it say where in the house this happened? No, it said at home, uh, at there at the house in Ashland. So, but I, I just like to... I just know it was by the front door, right? No, I, but how do you know, Mary? How do you know it's by the front door? I don't know, but I really feel like it is. When did yeah, that first impression? Feel that way. Yeah, yeah. When I felt that way originally is when I had that sense when I was painting the the hallway, the hallway up there, and it. And that was prior to learning any of this information. Right, and so it just kind of knocked me in the head, like someone's been shot here, and I just remember thinking, "Well, that's freaking stupid. Like, shut up, Mary, and keep painting." Yeah. But, but then it turns out someone had been shot and died here. I think it makes sense. I think there's a couple things that are interesting to this story. Um, a, that someone was shot and killed in your house is always, like, kind of revelatory in a way. Like, what? wait, what? You know, like, that's a story. Right. Like, you can see that narrative play out in, like, the bones of the house. Two, you had a suspicious, suspicion that happened in the hallway. I also feel like it happened hallway i i think there is there's a narrative going on here like when did when did she die again it was on her husband's 50th birthday right so um we haven't gone into the story of mortimer um but it does seem like mortimer 
was an asshole. What do we know about Mortimer <laughs> that would that would, would would like verify this? But in my in my initial assession uh, assessment of this was like this woman who died in the house who was shot in the head on her husband's birthday. Like, if her husband is abusive, if her husband is dr- drinking, a drinker, his son died of alcoholism later. Why do we Just... think there's a drinker on this house? Well, let me get back up for a second. Yeah. After she died, they sold the house two months later. Right? Which is or like... they. He. He. The house was sold two months later. Which is crazy. After That's... her death. But this is... This is... Another point I need to insert here is she had no family. He had no family except for his ex-wife and the children that he had with her. But I don't know if he was estranged from them or what, but they had no children. She literally had no siblings. A father that I don't know if she spent a lot of time with him or if he was even alive at this point he definitely but, didn't live here i mean he would live in lexington right, which right. was two so hours away which was they were very isolated so i think when they sold the house what happened was someone dug a giant pit and buried all their stuff in it because we have a giant pit that's dug and there's nothing but 1940s trash in it. I, 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 I trust your suspicion that it happened in the hallway. To me, it makes sense. He had just come back from the war. He had just turned 50. Oh, but in that pit, there's a million gin bottles yeah, and wine bottles. He really liked gin. Oh, we also found uh, <laughs> World War II medals. Hat pin. Uh, like Eagle World War II medals. glasses. Bags. Some eyeglasses. Yeah, like they just dumped the stuff because Shoes. they probably he probably sold this place and got got out of dodge. Or he was in jail and, and just left everything. Well, it, he would he would have been in jail for so long. He was also went to BMI and stuff, so maybe he had connections. He, he was an army officer. He was an officer, just got out of World War Two. So chances are he got away with it if that's how it happened. Well, I mean, the fact that the, the death certificate literally said homicide, scratched out, says suicide. I mean, my immediate reaction was, from what we knew, it's his birthday. He's an alcoholic. He is taking it out on her. There is some evidence of abuse, too, that we looked into. Um, and she tries to leave, tries to run out the front door, and he stops her. Anyway, super tragic, but also a very interesting movie because um, a the I think the name similarity is very interesting. Like all these Marys, you're very drawn to this house. We keep seeing someone from the time period, um, and I don't know. I mean, we have a mystery afoot. I think what's also interesting is I don't know how, how anecdotal this is, and maybe you can tell me where the anecdotal evidence comes from. But the area that I saw her walk to, that the ghost of Mary walked into, that I thought was a dead end, was actually kind of a secret room, which supposedly is where she hid while he was being abusive. Right. What do we know? Is that like pure speculation of the secret room that is there? I mean, we see the room. Uh, this was from a medium I spoke with. Dun, 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 dun. Now bring in. So <laughs> we have now, um, we've kind of concluded the physical evidence, right? right. Like, so we, we. There's not a ton. We have 
we have evidence that this person lived here. We have evidence of her life. We have the evidence death. of the death. We have We have own, their belongings outside in a pit. We have their belongings buried <laughs> outside in a pit. We have our own sensations of this place. We have our own visual confirmations of this place. So it's all. So, insert not one, ladies and gentlemen, but two psychic mediums to the conversation. <laughs> so what was the so the anecdotal evidence comes from psychic medium number one, right? Correct. So what what information did you get upon the first medium that came to the property? To kind of help in where it came our, to the property or was brought into the property. Regardless, the first <laughs> person who got brought into the picture um, that can provide evidence that is further than our our kind of um, more physical mundane evidence. Well, what she told me was basically I wanted to know about the death. Because this is after you found the death certificate. Right. Which was very problematic. Right. First and foremost, I want to know about the death and is this the person that's haunting our house? And this is a friend of a friend. Did you hire this person? Like, what? how did this person come to be into the situation? It's Introduce a, this person to the situation. She's, um, was. she, yeah, she's since passed away, but she, she, um, helped out a friend of what mine. Was her name? Her name was Jolie Stickley. And she lived in the Stanton area. But she helped out a friend of mine that had a haunting. So I figured I'd give it a shot, you know, because all this stuff is happening. And I mean, this is like what some, movies are made of. You have some, a haunted house with multiple visual confirmations. You have a true mystery with right. this deed that shows a murder or possible suicide in your house and then you call upon a medium to come help. I mean, I love it. Everything about this is like <laughs> amazing. Continue. Right. And I mean, everything was just so unsettled with the doors slamming. I thought that there was like a lot of... <laughs> Mary's not even touching on all the stuff. That's yeah, happening. there's, I mean, there is a lot. Of... There's people walking in the It just felt like a lot of unhappiness and like they wanted help and they wanted so I presumed this was Mary They got shot in the house would be the ghost yeah recently especially I mean, because Six, 70 years ago you know? right especially because since we saw the dress of the era and yeah we're getting a lot of date confirmation like generational confirmation so i was like it has to be her of course the medium said yes it's her and so when you talked to the medium did you say i have a did you tell her the story of like i found this death certificate like what I information you, her... how, how blind was she coming in I told her that we had a lot of activity and I think it could be a woman that died in her house in the 40s. That's, all you, that's all you told her. I'm pretty sure that was about it. I wasn't sure if there's like other spirits here Which or there are, of course, but like anything else going on. So she told me everything she saw and it include, included her. And um, she said she like, it was as if she like went back and kind of witnessed the death the way that she looked at it and she said she came running up the stairs from the dining room up into the hallway by the front door right and they're arguing and yelling and something happened where 
She didn't mean to shoot herself, but she did. So the psychic one confirmed that it was actually suicide. But something, I mean, she said she didn't like her life with him. She didn't like her marriage. He was abusive, controlling, didn't let her do anything that she wanted to do. She had to basically stay locked up in the house. She could go outside, but I think that was about it. And so he just kind of had her under his thumb and... Um, so I don't know. She said it looked like it was an un, like an unintended suicide, or they were fighting over the gun and no she, Sorry. or or it was like he made her, he like manipulated her into killing herself. Like just like, like a strange situation like that. Oh, gee, that's a lot like second. Yes, exactly. But, which goes into psychic number two. What I like about psychic number two, a, I love psychic number two, but also psychic number two had no information. Correct. Correct. So well, psychic number two. Well, no, no, no. Psychic number two. So. Well, what did was psychic? a suggestion, and then I I got three questions, and I phrased the third question was regarding the house, and she said we'll do that one at the end. Yeah, and she disconnected to whatever the first reading was, and then she reacquired for the house, and she yeah. does house readings, and it was very interesting because she, uh, she was like, I, I asked her what the question, I, I told her like the conundrum was like, hey, we're not sure what happened in the hallway. There was a death. That's all you said. Yeah, and well, no, I said it, it's an old house. Uh, there's a death in the forties. And we're not sure if it was suicide or homicide. Okay. But that's the total thing I said. Yeah. And she said, okay. <laughs> and she tuned into it and she came back and said, okay, so um, it was a suicide. But yeah, but the suicide was uh, very, the relationship was very controlling. And if you can think about the male partner being like, uh, she's saying, oh, I'm going to kill myself. And he says, well, do it. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. Like, that was what she told me, like, on the thing. Like, that yeah. was her reading of it. And she, uh, the, it was a sad life for the woman, and she didn't leave the house often. And Yeah. Well, I think, that's, I think that's interesting because I think on paper, just like me, and I'm, like, trying to put the story together, I just assume that it's a homicide getting covered up as a suicide and both mediums were like no it's actually a suicide like it's like the less <laughs> right it's like the less controversial it's like the if you were like faking it you wouldn't go that route right. you'd go with the homicide it's more it's more scandalous it's more way. dramatic it's more dramatic so i kind of like and it makes more, more sense that that it wasn't it wasn't necessarily necessarily this kind of evil person's fault. I mean, it was entirely his fault, but like, it's a more complicated scenario right. than just what I had pictured in my head. Um, and I think that's, I don't know. I, I mean, we did, that's just two psychics. Like, I don't necessarily think that, I mean, we don't know. I mean, that's just their, I guess. Although two opinion. psychics agreeing. That don't know each other, 
with a year or two between their readings. Right. Yeah, you know, it's pretty like a double blind confirmation. I in think a sense. it sounds pretty. But but at the same but at the same time, like we have this mystery, and all we have are the like the in, intuition of these two people. And, and I, I happen to, I don't know the first one, but the, the second one I completely trust. So I, 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 I suspect that they, they are right, but like, what do you think? I mean, like, I mean, just on paper, it seems like it would be, the, like the story in my head is this like abused, abused woman who is ultimately like murdered trying to leave the house. Um, regardless, didn't the first psychic also say that she's not necessarily here anymore, but she comes by occasionally? She was here. The first psychic cleared her out, whatever it is that they do. Helped, helped her. Yeah. and But she said that she will come back from time to time because she wants to lick it on the house because she loved this house. Yeah, again, she was alone here while right. he was off at war and probably had some good times here. Or, like, had an affinity for the beautiful property. Right. With the cabana boy. With a cabana boy. I mean, you, you guys also have found love letters in the attic and stuff, but not necessarily from her specifically. That, we don't, know, we that, don't really know the story. Earlier generation. We don't. We don't really know. But you know, you guys. It's such an old house. You're constantly unearthing. That's amazing. Weird letters in the walls and the floors. You're finding all sorts of troves of treasure. You know, like, there's amazing things that we haven't found yet, and I just wish. I know. It's we're constantly <laughs> uncovering it. I mean, you found like a wedding ring in the yard. Like, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Like, I mean, with 300 years. I mean, we also know of a story of a, a guy who had been murdered by a horse who kicked it was kicked in the head by a horse and died in the yard. I mean. There's, there's countless of stories that we will never unearth. But right. this one is a very interesting one. I seem to active still. I think it's very connected to you being here. I think there's also this kind of like interesting connection of the last psychic also said that perhaps you have lived here before. That's right. She said she felt like I lived here before at some point. Like as in reincarnations, or perhaps you're in the reincarnation. But there were Sorry. enslaved people that were at this house. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, yeah, how many how many enslaved people died in this house or on the property? Um, how, I mean, it's just like the history here is insane. And, right. and like uncovering these layers, obviously each layer meshes in with another layer. Um, but what, there's something specifically tragic about Mary in that, like, it, it um, I don't know, it seems like uh, there's, like, unresolved Right, and she never, I mean, it'll never be... Like, like clearly, like, the enslaved people who died here is, like, truly the most tragic story. Right. But, like, like there's something, I mean, I mean, this is maybe a topic for a different conversation on this day but like the association of ghosts and hauntings with the bourgeoisie like 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 slaves their lives were so hard and their deaths so horrible they just like quantum leap the fuck out of here you know what i mean, you know what I mean? like i'm not sticking around like like they flick this place off as they like leap to another another existence like it's the bourgeois that have a tendency to haunt places because they maybe have more of an association of loss of something good that was lost or right. a good that was corrupted or a good that home. could have been and there's hope and there's beauty right. and there's loss while as the true tragedies they're not haunting anything because they're like 
literally, yeah, like I said, flicking off the, like, horrors that was their existence here. They're not sticking around to, like, see what happens to the property. They could give a fuck. Right, like, you right, know? right. And so I do think that there is, like, an association with the bourgeois and the ghost. And I'm not, I'm not to demean the haunting or anything. I mean, it's a, it's a real tragedy, like, what happened to her. But, like, I could see there being unresolved energy from that. Because. Oh, yeah. Well, also, so she was 44 when she died, and... Hmm. How old are you, Mary? <laughs> I'm almost 44. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the, the thing uh, that I was going to say about that was when your life is cut short, oftentimes, tragically or quickly these people end up being spirits because they have all this leftover energy. Yeah, or they, they say there's a fraction, right? Like, there's a, a fracture, like, right. where a portion of them is left because it's um, kind of broken, right? Like, well, a part of them can move on or, you know... Right. I like, I like the quantum leap comparison. Like, yeah. part of them can quantum leap, but a part of them that they no longer need is left behind. And, um, you know there's there's residual like um, work to do um, or energy from something I um, just wish that we could somehow yeah and, and, that, that's, and that's what we're them. getting at is like part of it and is like our you're... identity and our, our identifying with Mary and us wanting to help Mary and like there's a lot of synchronicity with your life and Mary you know what I mean just an age of name and where you're from and like uh it seems like we were maybe in a position to hear her story so i'm going to now turn this on do you have headphones in so you can hear okay good not here mary cannot hear we are now going to start scanning Mary had a dream that she was you, and you were trying to show her something under the floor. Is there something there? in case something pops up real quick yeah. and then we'll just give it like a minute of silence is there anything you want to tell us about your death is there anything we can do to help you We'll check we'll check this for EVPs later. Um, it's also possible Mary's not here, you know? I mean hopefully she's not. So um, all right, we'll continue in a little bit.
Did you did you hear that voice? Ooh. Can you slow that down? I did. It, it's enhance. enhance. Here, I'll show you. I enhance. enhance. Now enhance. that you guys can watch me. Actually, enhance. that's... You're not telling the computer to enhance enough. Slow it down, stretch it out to five seconds, enhance. I mean, here. So you want it, what, slower? So here it is. So let me slow that down. Slow it times 10. Enhance. 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 Slow it by half. <laughs> okay. By three. Enhance. Kevin. 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 Wait, it would really help to know what question was asked before you heard Here, it. I'll show you. Mary had a dream that she was you, and you were trying to show her something under the floor. Is there something there? Hidden. Oh, shit! Uh, I didn't, it sounds more like cadence to me, but hit. And that's slow. That's why it doesn't sound like uh, hidden I know. now. But what if, let me let me speed that up a little bit. Just a I little. don't hear. Hold on. But let me do it at real speed because it's like, it's adding, it says hidden, right? Yeah, that sounds like hidden. I don't hear hidden. Hidden. Hold on. What? Hidden. How do you not hear that? I mean, <laughs> I hear hidden. It's a two-syllable word. Hidden. But it, hidden. I, it's not in. It's it, To me, it's like a long A in the beginning. Like It sounds like hey, hidden. Hey, da, or hey, dude, hidden. or something like that. Hayden. Hey, dudes. But look, sale. I don't. I think you're being a little too like it, it's like it's hard. It's hard for a ghost. <laughs> also, we're, have you noticed that we're not reacting that it exists at all? Just what it <laughs> yeah. says. Look, Omg! I think there's a cool sound for when there's just the EVP part. Hold on. Is there anything you want to tell us about your death? hear that the whoa yeah what was that wow here let me isolate that now we were not exactly in a scientifically controlled lab like i'm holding the recorder and there's a dog <laughs> like creaking and but that's pretty that's like a audible you can see the spike here yeah that's cool but there's nothing there, you know what I mean. Um, um, so those were the those are two little things. Um, that was our recording. Um, maybe it fizzled out there at the end. I don't know. I wish we had like a a big like the voice disembodied voice of Mary Ford comes on and tells us something. This is an ongoing story. This is the story of a historic house. This is the story of anyone else out there who's listening, who's living in a historic house. Your house is also haunted, probably has a similar story. And so there is no like dynamic, huge conclusion here. It's just something we're living with. It's something that we continue to experience phenomena in. I don't know. 
Tim, you look miserable. <laughs> it's called Unsolved Mysteries because they're uh, not solved. And that is a widely successful show because everybody gets to chime in on what they think happened. Because sometimes when all the puzzle pieces mm-hmm, put together, mm-hmm. it loses its flair. In this case, it's not really flair that's lost. We're just hoping peace for mary both living and dead and uh yeah. less uh interruptions for nate's life as far as <laughs> yeah, well you know uh, there's something that there's something to be said about like i didn't really go into it I, I kind of implied it in the recording some but i really don't like ghost hunting i don't i, I don't know it. it's not hunting like you, it's i know it's or, weird uh, watching oh, no i i agree but at the same time it's also like you know the pursuit it's not something I'm super interested in. Like if the, if there's something there, I believe in ghosts. If there's a ghost that wants to talk, I feel like that's just something that happens naturally. Like that's a relationship, right? It's well, not something like- Well, what if like... you're hunted by ghosts? Yeah, uh, the, the most dangerous that's a, that's a whole different show that <laughs> the most we should, that's game. a million dollar idea on this. Hunted let's by pitch ghosts. it to Discovery Plus right now. Like- Yeah, the ghost ghosts. hunted. We're just hanging out. <laughs> We're at home doing- like working from home doing home stuff what yeah there's a whole bunch of ghosts out there with machines trying to prove that you don't exist (laughs) exactly well i just get so annoyed with these ghost hunting shows like ghost adventures and stuff where these like these bro-y frat guys are like knock where are you make a noise and then something actually happens and they just start screaming like bro bro and it's like what did you want proof or not like i don't need proof like but you know i feel like we are in a situation where you're sharing space with a, a, a tragedy like like that there should be a different kind of um relationship to that and you know i i, I think turning on a spirit box or or uh, an ev recording device that's fine because it's more of an opportunity but if nothing really comes through and i'm not sure what came through you know if anything i'll you know I, nothing really definitive came through then that was like maybe that's all that was needed like she wasn't there i actually don't think mary's there all the time i think she might show up occasionally but i don't think she was there while we were doing our recording and and i think that's okay that's all i'm getting at is like they're like bro you guys could have done a better job like with the ev session it's like we're not really too interested in it like i'll try it but i didn't want to like spend three hours running through the attic with like um well also i feel like if you see in this scenario especially if you see a ghost as like a stray cat and it has tied a string to that house and every now and then we'll follow the string back just to just to be there and experience whatever then it's more like being a ghost keeper than a ghost hunter because you're not like the owner of this ghost but you are um uh, somebody that resides where they show up every at their at their pleasing just like a stray cat would just to on their own sure. whims yeah yeah i think that's not a bad analogy um so anyway i, I don't know i feel like that's more or less our episode i think it's just kind of a cool thing i think everyone should maybe take this as a, um, a recommendation or a, uh, an example of looking into the house that you live in <laughs> like if you know you know like oh, yeah if, like if anything are... chris it's a recommendation to like before you sign the paperwork on the house uh, easy due diligence and easy due diligence is to um, go down to the county courthouse and pull whatever records they have because that's what Mary did. And yeah. It was not, of course, it's an old house, but it was definitely not disclosed to us. Uh, also, right now, nobody's paying 7% interest on a mortgage, so 
Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Houses. Like no one's actually buying houses. So also, real quick, Chris is playing Jingle Bells in the background right now. Sleigh bells. It's I great. am. Merry Christmas, yep. Merry Yule, Happy uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Wild Hunt, and whatever else needs to be celebrated in the wintertime. This is our our annual different than normal Christmas special. Yeah, it's our Christmas special, and 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 you know, coming back in the next month, uh, we have some good episodes. We actually sat down believe it or not and mapped out a season of episodes uh there were some good ones in there hey don't say that uh, out loud they don't know that no we this do is that. our secret way to get up to number two on the paranormal magazine yeah we got we got um, we got a take down what was the other one like paranormal podcast and paranormal xl we're gonna we're coming for you we're double uh, XL. See, we did against <laughs> yeah. all oddities for in case there's an alphabetical contest. You know, yes. we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we know I know our going. podcast name should have been the number one one AAO podcast. Oh, no, zero zero one AAO. <laughs> yeah, no, we'd be top of everybody's list. Like we're on the top of every single Spotify list. Every... We're on top of Apple Podcast alphabetically listed everything. Tim, all. did you get a blue check on our Twitter account? I sure Twitter didn't. Account? I refused to pay Elon Musk eight dollars or anything. Did we, get, did we at least get a brown check mark? <laughs> 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 we got the infamous clear one. They pay us for the brown one. <laughs> pay extra for the brown check mark. They pay us eight dollars a month. Uh, hey, um, <clears throat> so I think that's a great outro. talk to that guy? Is he talking to us? Where's my cake? I don't want any damn carrot cake. But if I'm talking to you, can he hear us whispering, like, about him? Where's my gun at? I'm gonna get a sheet of wine bottles I'll set up in my, my trash pile tree trunk. Uh, I, I feel like I'd rather just stay in the box. Also, as a ghost, I thought I was just communicating through the box. I don't want any slimy slop eggs! <laughs>